What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Vanguard Project Podcast. Happy freaking Monday. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. This is the final episode of season two in 2022. So thank you all uh, for uh, joining in on this crazy adventure. I've been doing this for about a year and a half now, and this is episode 106. And it's crazy to me that I've been able to uh, maintain this this long and feel very honored blessed and exceptionally fortunate to have uh, interacted with uh, as many people that I have and learn the things that I have and kind of as I'm hoping to share throughout this episode some of the things that I've been able to uh, both learn and apply to uh, to kind of my daily life so I just want to say thank you all for the continued ratings support messages listens follows the whole kit and caboodle and I'm excited because um, I've honestly been avoiding recording this for no reason other than it's just going to be kind of hard, I think, um, just to kind of regurgitate a lot of what I have learned uh, over the past year and a half and how it's been applied in my kind of my life story, I guess you could say. So before we get into it, though, again, I know I've said this already, but I appreciate all you all for uh, listening reviewing, rating, sending me notes for my sponsors, for uh, helping me get connected and uh, showing the love and helping me, you know, kind of get some gear and product in my hands that, you know, I would otherwise never have gotten the chance to play with. And I feel super fortunate to have been connected in the ways that I have, you know, coming as a uh, just some dude out of Boise, Idaho to have, you know, interacted with some crazy crazy people just I feel super fortunate and uh, you know really blessed so to get into it um, you know today's episode is uh, I don't have an interview lined up that's not what today's episode is but really kind of want to reiterate a few things and kind of summarize a few things that I've learned and kind of my life updates I guess and uh, how I've applied them in some way shape or form again kind of in the purview of my my hope with this podcast is really growth through story, strength through community. So I sit down with folks largely in the outdoor space to uh, understand their life stories, to see how they got to where they're at, what they've been doing, how they did it, why they did it a particular way, some of the wins and losses and struggles that they've had, so that you as the listener and me as the interviewer, um, and often sometimes the listener again, just as I'm editing or whatever, right, um, that you learn something and can take it back and apply it to your daily life or maybe your situation. So if you're fixing to go into law enforcement or the military or become a photographer or want to get into hunting or, you know, uh, horse mounted shooting or rodeoing, whatever the case may be, right, that you've got some source that you can come back to to uh, listen and see how people got into it and whether or not that's something uh, you feel you might be interested in, let alone having the uh, opportunity to reach out or or shadow somebody in that same space. So with that being said, uh, my my goal today is really to, to kind of share some of the things that I've applied, um, whether directly or indirectly to my life. Um, not so much as like a bragging type of thing. That's not what I'm fixing for. But I've been told a couple times, you know, as I started this podcast, that people have a, an aptitude or, or are more apt to listen to the actual uh, podcast host themselves, um, rather than, uh, always listening necessarily to, um, you know, interviewees, which I, I agree and disagree with, right? I mean, my, my intent is not to talk about me, but that's kind of what I want to share with you guys today is, is what I've learned and how I've changed and, uh, go from there. So with that being said, um, I'm going to just kind of start rattling things off. I don't have a structure for this particular podcast for this per- for particular episode. So might be a little scatterbrained, but um, when it comes to telling stories like this 
in particular, uh, that's kind of how things go. So you're kind of getting a real version of how I talk, speak, and, uh, you know, I swear a lot. So we'll see if I can't tone it down just a little bit. But, you know, this past summer, uh, I did get divorced, right, which, you know, was really challenging. Um, you know, things weren't working. It's okay. And I've been able to really focus on and what it is that I would like to get out of life. I have been able to learn that there is more, I've been told, right, that there is more to life than what, let's just say Boise, because that's where I was at, right, that Boise has for me, right? I can take risks and survive, right? Now, I can take calculated risks and it be okay, right? It can be the wise thing to go do. And so that's kind of what I had decided to do. I was, I had been in my, my career track for about six years. Um, I was tired, in all honesty, right? I just didn't feel like I was really going the trajectory I wanted to go. Everything was stable. There was no real risk in anything I was doing. Um, not to say that having a risk-filled life is a good thing, um, but it, it had got to the point of being mundane, I guess you could say. And I didn't really feel like there was anything left to be had in the Valley for me. And so I had decided, um, you know, after the divorce and everything, I'd moved in with my parents who were still in the Valley and, um, and still are in the Valley, right? I moved in with them and uh, kind of just waited, I guess, right? And, and when I say waited, I was actively waiting in, in that I was trying to do things, right? So I knew that I wanted to pay my truck off. Um, I had only a couple of thousand dollars left to pay on it. Um, I had gotten money out of, you know, the situation and everything. And so I had sat down and I'm a big numbers guy, right? I love Excel. I love being able to calculate things. I mean, it's, it's kind of my baby. It helps ease the anxiety of things for me and, and kind of helps me move forward. And so I had decided, you know, Hey, I, the one thing that's holding me back right now is my truck payment, right? If I can pay my truck off, then I can make less money somewhere else and go try to be and apply to be and apply the person that I want to be right if that makes sense now the person that I wanted to be was was more free and I'm going to get into that a little bit right because I'm still kind of in that discovery phase right now and so moved home and you know was applying for jobs I traveled all summer um, or I guess I say that kind of offhandedly, right? I was, I was traveling pretty much all of July, right? Um, I was doing podcast networking events. So I was at the Everly stock out there event, which was an absolute riot and kind of validating. And some of the things that I was, was feeling right where I was talking to some of these folks, very real term, like Caleb, which I interviewed recently, Caleb, I was talking to him and he's an amazing human in general, right? And I was talking to Cole and Tier and a couple other folks. And, you know, they were like, yeah, the best thing right now is, is kind of just get out, right? Get out of, it, it was implied, but get out of your comfort zone and go be something, right? Be who you are, right? Which sounds very woo woo, but we're going to get into it a little bit, you know, in a second. So, um, traveled, you know, I went up to Montana. I had originally wanted to move to Montana. That was my hope is that I could land some sort of either remote job or sweet talk my employer into letting me work remote, um, so that I could go to Montana, but there really wasn't anything work related in my particular field for me. Right. You know, I've got a degree in economics and, uh, most of my experiences in supply chain operations and manufacturing on like the technology front. So, I mean, moving out into BFE, Montana was, was, was a challenge, right? So I ended up coming back. I, I linked up with um, Creighton, who, again, amazing human, right? 
and I kind of talked to him. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm, you know, fixing to move. Like, I want to get out of this place. I want to do these things and kind of feeling stuck. And it's all, it's all kind of funny because it's the same thing, right? Where people are like, you need to do what's right for you. So he taught me to fish a little bit. I drove around all over Montana, which, you know, is someplace I definitely want to move back to because it is beautiful and there are way fewer people. It is spectacular. And, um, excuse me. So came back home, went backpacking and stuff and decided that, um, you know, I needed to keep looking for jobs. I needed to do something for me, um, outside my comfort zone that gave me the ability to go kind of be my own person. So I'd applied to a couple other technology jobs and everything to kind of get out and, you know, stay within my lane, I guess you could say, um, stay within my lane, I guess you could say. Um, but nothing really, a, nothing panned out actually, um, let alone really kind of sang to my soul, I guess you could say. So I was pretty discouraged, but I dropped in two applications to Black Rifle. Um, of all places, you know, they've got a, a growing IT department. Um, like I said, a lot of my experiences in uh, operations and supply chain manufacturing. And so ended up uh, kind of getting the job of my dreams where I would go work in the industry that I love. Right. You know, I love the outdoors. I love the people. You know, I love the culture of it all um, while still applying a lot of my work experience. Right. Um, so I ended up moving down to Salt Lake. I mean, this happened like fast between first interaction with black rifle to getting hired on was about two weeks. And then, I mean, I took two weeks off of work, uh, gave my, my former employer two weeks, took another two weeks to kind of move down because I literally came down to Salt Lake with nothing. I mean, I, I towed my motorcycle. I brought a chair that my dad gave me because it was the comfiest thing I could sleep in, which is really funny. That's a story in and of itself. Um, and uh, my clothes. And I mean, really, that was that was all I came down with. I mean, I didn't bring I didn't have any furniture. Uh, so there was a bunch of Amazon boxes waiting when I got down here. But before I kind of continue, what I learned from this experience, right? <clears throat> and, and it's going to kind of continue on is that you just have to start doing things. And I know that I've written stuff, <clears throat> written kind of at least one blog post and a couple Instagram posts, but you just have to start doing something. And I have heard this from almost all of the folks I've interviewed in some way, shape or form is that a, you have to take care of yourself, right? You cannot be too proud to get the help that you need. But then also what is more important, right, is that you have to just start doing those things. And this was something that was very, very, very difficult for me. And it still kind of is um, to a certain extent where if there is something that you feel like you want to go do or want to go try or that you need to go do, you have to just start. And you are the only person that is responsible for doing that. Nobody, nobody in this fucking world gives a shit about whether or not you want to do something, right? Because they're all doing their own thing, let alone, like, they're all drowning in whatever it is that they think that they want to do. So you're responsible for getting after it your own self, which sounds ridiculous and very harsh and a little crass. But, I mean, nobody was helping me get this job, right? I sent out a couple of notes after I applied and had my first interview. Nobody, I mean, I could have asked people to have helped me move, right? I could have made phone calls. I sent a couple messages out, but I don't know what came of it, right? But I mean, you just have to start doing things on your own. Now, that's the caveat, right? There's a caveat is that you will eventually, as you start there, you will likely start things alone. And that is okay, right? Now, 
caveats to everything. And I'm just thinking kind of in a one track mind right now. Right. But as you start those things, you will find folks that want to do them with you. You will find folks that are doing them already that will let you join them. Right. And that is insane because then you find friends, right? You find support, you find growth, right? And then you start to realize, well, fuck, if I can do X, then what's to keep me from doing Y and then starting back over and doing A and B and C and trying all these new things and maximizing what it is that you want to get out of life. But the hard part that I'm learning is that you just have to fucking start, right? You want to start going to the gym at 5 a.m., right? I don't like doing that. Well, I have a couple of coworkers that call me every morning now, 5 a.m. I start going to the gym. You know what that means? I have more free time in the evenings to go on a date, to go to dinner, to go to the range, right? I don't know. Maybe play the fucking harmonica because I went to a concert with my cousin and her husband a couple of weeks ago, and the harmonica dude was legit, right? You just have to start doing things because then you will find friends, the community, the accountability, right? Start reaching out to folks for suggestions on how to start. One thing that I want to start doing on the weekends, this is going to be way left field, is I want to start working on a ranch, right? Or a farm on the weekends, right? I work a desk job and I go to the gym and like I do kind of my fun stuff on the weekends, you know, as I make plans or actively do it. But there are a lot of things, hard working things that I don't know how to do that I would like to go learn right? I would like to show up at four o'clock in the morning and say, teach me. I don't really know anything. I got gloves. I got boots. I'll be here as long as you need me. I'll sleep in my fucking truck if you need it. Right? Like, I feel like that's something that is that I am learning that you can start reaching out to people to get plugged into. If it is something that you can't and or don't know how to start alone right now going to the gym right you can do that solo right you can hit youtube university you can figure out a couple of routines you can subscribe to programs you're the only person that's responsible for holding holding yourself accountable unless you're getting coaches unless you've got family or friends that are holding you to it right you can start to learn to play an instrument right well again you're the only person that's responsible for starting that right if if i were to go sign you up for guitar lessons right you're again the only person that's responsible for getting after it and making those lessons, right? So that's something that I've learned. Um, that's kind of weird to say out loud, but like, you know, I don't know. I, there's just so many things in this world that I still want to go try and do that I can't let the fear of it hold me back from trying, right? Let alone sometimes like within reason, within, you know, obvious um, responsibility, right? It's okay to spend a little bit of money to go have fun, right? I wanted to go duck hunting. Never been duck hunting. I don't have waders. Didn't have a semi-auto shotgun. You know, uh, bought those things. Uh, you know, hurt for a little bit. Um, but I've gone out a couple of times. Mm, haven't really shot anything, let alone fucking seen anything because it's cold as shit down here in Utah. Um, but uh, I've started to go. And it's been fun because I've made a buddy while doing it, right? One of the guys I work with, you know, I think we'll probably go after the new year, right? But it's just kind of those things where it's like expressing interest, right, is one thing. Being able to go do it solo is another. But then also finding the community to go join in on, I think, is what is ultimately the most interesting. Um, because some of the best people I have ever met have come from me trying something new, being a little ignorant to it, right, and asking them to share. 
And those are the people that I look up to. So I would say that that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned so far, let alone, or not let alone. I feel like I'm saying let alone a lot, but also, um, doing what you need to make yourself happy, to make yourself right in between the ears. Um, and then support yourself because ultimately you supporting yourself should support others, right? I feel like there is a certain extent where you can, you can't quite support others if you're not supporting yourself, right? And I don't know how I feel about saying that out loud because it sounds very selfish. Um, but I feel like by being the happiest version of you, um, you are capable of supporting others. And that's something that I've learned and learning, right, is um, kind of as I start dating, right? As I, as I start really getting into dating and, like, understanding how this fucking world works again, right? Um, I, I'm learning that you can't make other people happy. Uh, and I say that because you can lead a horse to water, but you can't get it to drink. And it is not my responsibility to help make you happy. My responsibility is to support you in making that happen, right? Whatever passion pursuit that you have, you know, I feel like that is my, my, my purview is to support, not to create that happiness. So kind of coming full circle, right? I think that as an individual, if I can kind of figure out the things that make me happy, um, that I know that I can kind of come back to, to understand who I am, um, and where it is that I'm trying to take my life, um, then I can use that as my grounding state to support you, uh, or you kind of being in like the partner sense, the friend sense, the homie, the family sense, right. To, to go do those things too. Because I recently heard someone, I think it was a Dan Cummins podcast, where they were talking about how it is so exciting to see somebody do something they love and enjoy it, because then you're happy for them, right? I kind of think that that's very much the same thing that I'm thinking about right now. And again, this is not a very structured thought, right? But really what I'm thinking of is, right, If it's just something for me to fall back on um, as I continue to help you. And, and or support you and if you have those things that, that you can fall back on that make you happy then I can support you in those things too right so it's kind of a mutually beneficial relationship but not a uh, a, a truly symbiotic relationship if that makes sense so um, all that to say um, now that I've moved down to Utah right I've kind of taken some of these things where you know just start um, I'm responsible for my own happiness um, I need to take care of myself. I need to kind of find the things that I'm, you know, most passionate about, excuse me, and what it is that I would like to get out of life is kind of the current state that I feel like I'm in right now. So, you know, I've taken a lot of these things, the community aspect of it, um, and started to reach out to folks just to start building kind of my network in this area to figure out who it is that I would, I would like to be and who I am and what really makes me feel like I am most at home. Um, is, uh, is kind of the state that I'm at now. And it is very tough because, you know, I, uh, I don't know anybody down here, right? So everything right now still feels very new, very fresh. I mean, obviously the grocery store is something that is kind of a, a constant and the gym is a bit of a constant at this point and obviously work, right? But it's like, hey, on the weekends, you know, I don't have the same group of friends necessarily that I'm hanging out with. I'm starting to get there. 
Um, but it's like, hey, you know, do I really just want to go dancing every Friday and Saturday night? Is that who I want to be? Do I want to wake up every single Saturday and Sunday morning to go look for coyotes in the same spots? Do I want to be looking for, you know, work on the side? Do I want to be learning something new? Where do I see myself in five years? Right. You know, is this a place I want to have a family? Am I even ready to start dating again? Do I really feel like I'm capable of having a girlfriend and it be like meaningful at this point? Right. So I've been starting to ask these questions. But as I do that, right. And as I kind of pursue like these next things, right, I'm not trying to tell myself no as often and I'm not doing it irresponsibly. Right. But I'm like not saying no to new experiences. Right. Like, hey, do you want to try swing dancing? Fuck, let's try it, you know. Hey, um, go try this thing out in this spot. Um, you know, use this call pattern to see if you can't get coyotes, right? Um, okay, cool. I want to try maybe, you know, working on a ranch. Okay, well, nobody's, like, going to just ask some dude that doesn't have any fucking experience to come help them, right? Cool, I'm going to start reaching out, and I'm going to get told no. I was told, la I was told no last night. Hey, time schedule doesn't work out. I don't really need you right now. Um, I'll keep your number, you know, but I'm trying, right? And, and it sucks because, like, you kind of just want everything to work out all the time, but it doesn't, right? That doesn't mean that I can't keep trying, and that doesn't necessarily mean that a new opportunity that is in a parallel lane won't come up, right? So let's say, and I'm thinking out loud and just kind of validating myself and trying to keep myself in good spirits, right? Is, okay, cool. Let's just say next weekend I'm going home for Christmas. You know, the week after is fucking New Year's, right? Let's say the weekend, you know, New Year's weekend, I'm out coyote hunting and I get a phone call and it's the dude that I called yesterday. Hey man, uh, I still don't need you. Person, you know, be over at, you know, his fucking cattle ranch needs you. Um, you're shoveling shit, but it'll be a good way to get started, right? I'd be like, fuck it. Let's do it. Right. I, there's so many things to go learn. Right. That was something that I, I was taught growing up. Right. Is that you treat everybody with the same level of respect from the janitor to the CEO. Right. And the reason for that is one, you'll never know or you never know who, who you'll end up working for in the long run. Right. And then B, you'll never know what you can learn from each of those individuals, right? They might not make sense at the time. They might not be applicable at the time, but there is always something to be learned, which is the thing that I love most, I think, about this podcast is that I always learn something from the folks that I interview, regardless of who they are, where they came from, or what they've done. So I've talked for like 25 minutes now, but really I think that those, those are really kind of the big things that have stuck out to me over the past year and a half, Particular, particularly in practice over the past six months, is that you need to just start, build your community, right? Maybe I'm, gonna skip, I'm not going to skip over that because I'm thinking about it now. The community that you build is what will push you forward, allow you to fall back on, and give you the motivation and encouragement that you need, right? Even if they are not in the same lane that you are trying to pursue, right? So what I mean by that is I'm going to use the Until Death Collective kind of group of people because I actually messaged Ashley a couple of weeks ago. I would say that they are probably a very good embodiment of what community means to me because, and they, they are very specific to, I'm going to say, athleticism to a certain extent, right? And when I think of until death, 
I think of them as a group of people that have separate tracks of passions, right? Whether that's skydiving, cowboying, ranching, surfing, skateboarding, or fitness or whatever, right? They still get together and communicate with one another to encourage them, each other to get their goals accomplished and maintain a true north uh, path, if that makes sense. And so even if you find friends that are not within the same scope of what it is that you're pursuing, be honest and filled with integrity with them. Because if you can fill them up with your passion and pursuit, they will fill you with theirs and they will help support you and vice versa, regardless of, you know, a, a win or a loss. And they will also act as a sounding board for a sanity check and potentially help guide you in whatever path that you want as well. So like I reached out to Ashley a couple of weeks ago with an idea and I was like, Hey, I don't know if this is a fucking crazy idea or not. I don't even know if it's like worth asking. Can I bounce it off of you? Sure enough, she gave me some good feedback. I ran with the idea and I was very thankful for it. Right. So that's kind of what I'm getting at too, is, is having that community to help keep you motivated on track, not lost. I think is important right now. I don't really have a firm community so much as just individuals that I can poke on occasionally. Um, I think that that's a fault of my own, but regardless, I think that having people that you can poke on, um, to ask for guidance, whether, you know, that's a group of friends, a counselor, a therapist, right. That you can get help on is worthwhile. Honestly. I mean, my best friend Tucker, a couple of weeks ago, I hit a rut and I was like, I'm fucking tired all the time. I'm not doing anything. I hate everything. I live in a city and I fucking hate gen pop, you know, like this is terrible. And he's like, dude, you got to fall back on the things that you enjoy. When was the last time you went shooting? When was the last time you went camping? When was the last time you went for a hike? And I was like, fuck if I know, dude, like I have no idea. And so I kind of went on a binge and I was out regularly. And after that, it felt revitalized. But it's, it's having people know you from the inside out. Uh, to help kind of course correct. So um, let's see here. So I talked about uh, just doing it, having the sense of ownership, um, being willing to kind of start and fail and be told no, and a sense of community. And I think that of all of those things, all of the things that I've talked about, those are the, the general tropes that I've picked up so far from, from the 100-ish interviews that I've had. And I think that to sum those up, you know, the, in some way, shape or form, I've been trying to apply them in my daily life. And, you know, I, I, again, try, I'm not fucking perfect at it. I have, these are things that I wish that I could embody through and through. Right. I really do. Uh, and I wish you could see my little smirk on my face. Cause I'm like, I don't, I do my best. You know, I try, I try to go be out and be a bit of a yes man responsibly and healthily, you know, and, and doing what I can to make sure that I'm living life because I know that I wrote about this a couple of weeks ago, but you know, death's coming sooner rather than later, you know? And one of the things I want out of life is being able to tell us or uh, live a life uh, we're telling a story about. Right. And I don't know if that sounds fucking terrible or not, but like, I mean, I don't want to just be an IT guy that goes to work and goes to the gym and shoots guns. Right. Like I want to have tried so many different things and have found you know, the meaning of life, I guess, right? In some way, shape or form to have lived something holy. And, 
you know, like this weekend, maybe that means just sleeping a little bit because I've been going hard. You know, I went to the gym like eight times last week because I'm trying to lose weight. So, uh, yeah, all that to say, um, you know, this episode really wasn't designed to be super well thought out. It's a more of a condensed version of, you know, what, what things have looked like for me in a very small way over the past couple of months. Um, share some of the things that I've learned, but I'm super excited for 2023. Um, I'll be back with uh, episodes. I'm going to start sending notes out probably this week, uh, to get interviews scheduled. And then, uh, after shot show. So if y'all are at shot show, please, uh, send me a note. I'd love to come shake your hand, give you a hug, whatever. I'm a big hugger. I love hugs. Um, especially good, solid ones. Um, but, uh, otherwise, um, I'll be back probably mid to late January. Follow me on the Instagram to stay up to date. Uh, that's kind of where I'll be active throughout the, uh, the next couple of weeks, the winter time getting into some trouble. Hopefully don't tell my mom. Um, but otherwise that's kind of all I've got for you guys today, but I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas, a wonderful new year's, and hopefully I'll see you at SHOT Show. Stay healthy, have fun, tear it up, and we'll see y'all here soon.